this is a conversation I've been wanting to have um, on gentrification and to assist us in having the conversation, providing some insight, uh, is Professor Henry Lewis Taylor, Jr. He is a professor um, at the Department of Urban and Regional Planning, the, or is it the School of Architecture and Planning? Um, <coughs> what's that? No, I was just saying it's uh, the Department of Urban and Regional Planning in the School of Architecture ah, and Planning at the uh, University of Buffalo. There you go. That's what I like. A man will come on and do his own introduction. Bam, just like that. (laughs) 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 Professor Taylor. So let's jump right in because we we have a short time. What is gentrification? Uh, Gentrification is a a process by which you change uh, the value of land, moving it from low to high, and where you take one way of using that land and transform it and change it to another way. Uh, We often think of it uh, as a process by which higher income groups come in and replace lower income groups, Mm -hmm. usually whites replacing blacks. Mm -hmm. Uh, But gentrification can also occur when, uh, say, a university changes land from community to universal uses or when a, a, a highway comes in and expands and takes that land and use it for the development of that highway, or when a big-time sports stadium comes in and changes the land from neighborhood to uh, sports facility use. So anytime we get the change of, of land uses or the way that we use land with the intent of increasing the profitability of that space, uh, then you have gentrification occurring. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's why you're here. Let's talk about it, because I'd like to clarify uh, if for our audience, um, gentrification in the city of Chicago, particularly in African-American communities, uh, we see it as, you know, others or white folk, oftentimes the majority moving black folk out, you know, to right. from the hood to build condos and doubling, right. tripling the price. What What's that process? Is is there something well, particular about that process of gentrification? Yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> uh, some of the most early forms of that process and, and the model of that process develops right in your own Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's centered around the expansion of the University of Chicago back in the early 1950s. So, for example, in 1956, with the Hyde Park, Kenwell, Chicago Urban Renewal Plan, uh, they demolished some 630 buildings and almost 6,000 housing units in an attempt to recreate that neighborhood and and community, get rid of all of the low-income blacks and bring in other individuals and folks in there. So it's, it's a model where you have blacks occupying land that for whatever the reasons others begin to see as land that can be put to more valuable use. In other words, that white folks would be interested in moving into those neighborhoods and communities. And so they begin to acquire those lands and pushing the low-income groups out and bringing the high-income groups in. And it's not just bringing the people in, but as they bring the people in, they fight to change the cultural character of the neighborhood and the community, often bringing whites into conflicts uh, uh, with the blacks who who live in those neighborhoods and communities. Mm. 
So how do how does one draw a distinction between uh, gentrification simply as an economic driven process as opposed to a racial process? In the United States, uh, the only time you're going to have gentrification that's not a racial process is when you have a community that's being transformed in which there are no black people in it. Uh, but anytime you have black folks in a, in a neighborhood and a community or brown people or even Asian people and you're putting them out, you've you got gentrification occurring uh, because gentrification is the process uh, within that residential context of one group coming in to replace another group uh, by increasing the value of the land. And when you increase the value of the land, the rents are going to go up. The housing prices are going to go up. Then you're going to change the types of facilities inside the neighborhood and the community. And at some point, the people who are coming in will demand that the people who are there change the way that they use and live in the space. I think probably the most famous example of that was uh, when Spike Lee complained about what was happening in his father's neighborhood and people were being called in because uh, uh, the noise was too loud. And that's one of the first things that gets changed. White folks will have one idea of what is too much noise and black people will have another idea of what is too much noise. And that's where the police get involved. Mm. Is there ever... In your um, awareness or in research, have you ever found it such that there was gentrification and um, during this process of gentrification, they actually welcomed the diversity or they wanted black people to stay or at least a good number? (laughs) In the early models, uh, and even in the models that they're using in, in Harlem and New York today, mm-hmm. in, in some of these communities, the idea is to maintain the higher income blacks, but to get rid of the lower income blacks. Mm-hmm. And uh, particularly the, 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 the renters or what they like to call the undesirables. Uh, so in those instances, it's, it's the idea is to recreate and build a middle class neighborhood that will consist of, of, of blacks and whites and, and, and other groups. But you get rid of, of all of your low-income folks, and you push them into another undesirable neighborhood and, and community. Mm-hmm. So you got those models existing. And, and the model that developed in the shadow of the University of Chicago was, was that kind of model, where they wanted to get rid of all of the low-income groups. But say, you middle-class blacks, that like to act just like us, mm-hmm. well, we y'all can stay, but everybody else, they got to go. They like me. I'm an exception. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the good kind of candy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're the, you're the good Negro. <laughs> the good Negro can stay. <laughs> but you, you know, other, let me tell you. other black folks, y'all, y'all, gotta y'all got to go, go, man, for real. Go, let me, let me tell you all a funny stay. story. Let me tell you a funny story. Uh, in my building, right? And they have, they have quite a few uh, black people in my building, but if I had to estimate, it's got to be less than 10%, right? And, I, right. you know, I don't speak. Like, I don't say anything. I know, I, and I just look at their faces when we're in the elevator. I know they're thinking to themselves, like, he, they, you know, like, 
you know, we're, we're, they accept you when they find out what you do. He's, you know, his wife is a professional. He's a professional. Right. And then they start smiling a little bit different. Right. <laughs> and right. I don't, I don't say anything because when you get you the, quite. yeah, yeah. When you get the you know. stay, you should be polite. <laughs> So that's the thing. Right. So I'm like, I'm at least going to not, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not, right, I'm right. not bowing down to, <laughs> right, right. you know, so you're not going to be on the elevator dance. No, I can't do that. I can't. Cause I know what I'm you're really, thinking. Yeah. I already know what you're right. thinking. Like, how did they right, get here? Right. How's he still just waiting for us to leave? I'm right, still here. Right. I'm still here. <laughs> right, right, so, right. That is hilarious. Is there a, um, I've never is there black quote unquote quote unquote loosely stated uh ge- well I'll say it this way gentrification um amongst um upper class um um economic uh black folk in black communities is there I've never seen such a dynamic uh, you you can see like I'm I'm working on a neighborhood now where a, a process developed where gentrification starts to occur. And this is the gentrification that's being triggered by uh, the hospital expansion. Um, and as the values go in, uh, the, the homeowning middle-class community that was a part of that, they fought to use that as an opportunity to increase their housing values and push out the lower in and not push out the lower income blacks themselves, but not resist those lower income blacks being pushed out because their values were going up. Right. But in, in, but, and so in those instances, or I suspect even in the instance of university of Chicago, as people realized that the lower income groups were being pushed out, many of these homeowners would unite with that. Because in these instances, their value, they're going to benefit from, from the value of their neighborhood houses going up. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, so you'll, you'll find instances like that. But I don't know of any instances because blacks prefer new houses to old houses. Right. So you're not going to see instances where middle class blacks start moving into an old neighborhood and mm-hmm. fixing it up and moving into rental properties and other types of things. Mm-hmm. Usually when black folks start to increase their in- income, and they'll leave the city or they'll move into an established uh, uh, neighborhood because they want to stay in, in the city, mm-hmm. but they want to stay in a city in, in, in a location and in, in, in place that's close to work or stay in the city in a neighborhood that they consider one of these up-and-coming neighborhoods and, and communities or buy houses in the neighborhood where values are increasing as opposed to in most black areas where, where those values are low or, or capped. But you don't find them coming in and pushing people out and, and, and so forth. I don't, I, I see no instances in, of that happening. We need to take a break. I'd like to talk on, um, I'll ask, the, let you answer the question rather or share. Um, is gentrification all bad? Like, how can we leverage gentrification for our own benefit? Like, what are we missing in it? Um, and then to possibly talk about how we contribute to our own quote unquote gentrification, which I think you just, um, you just hit on it, but I may want to expound on it, but essentially then what, how can we position ourselves? How can we sort of 
regentrify or gentrify, if you will, you know, our own community. We are speaking to Professor Henry uh, Taylor about uh, gentrification. I am attorney Ernest B. Fenton on the line with us is Professor Henry Lewis Taylor, Jr., um, at the Department of Urban and Regional Planning and the School of Architecture and Planning. What's the, why does he give me UB? 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 University at Buffalo. I swear. I swear. University at <laughs> Buffalo. So what should, I mean, I, when black people hear gentrification, we just get mad like somebody's pushing us out. And uh, I, th- uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Uh, we can't win in the gentrification game. We can't. <laughs> you can believe you can win, but you will lose <laughs> 10 out of 10 times. You, you won't win in that game. Okay. So I think we, we have to play another game. Ah. And, you know, we can't win that one. Mm. So what we have to do is, is think about development in terms of how do we create community wealth? Uh, the individual wealth gain won't work but for a handful of black folks. They like the lottery winners. Like nationally, medium household income among black people is only $40,000. Right. That's nationally. Nationally, uh, back in 1950, the home ownership rate for blacks was around 36%. Today is 42%. Right. 7% increase over the last umpteen 70 years. Right. You ain't going to win at that game. Right. And most of those houses are low value. So we have to play another game. And I think that game is, is how do we generate community wealth? Mm-hmm. We generate community wealth by taking, using uh, a community land trust mm-hmm. to gain control over that land. Mm-hmm. Now, suppose, say, out in Kenwood and all of those areas, including Bronzeville, black people use community land trust to gain control of the land, then that means that they can do development on those lands adjusted to the incomes that they have. Say how black folks begin to to buy, build condominiums. Mm -hmm. And understanding a condominium, you own groups of people, own Mm -hmm. the building. That's collective ownership. Uh, We can buy up whole blocks through limited equity dividend uh, partnerships and the like. Mm-hmm. So we have to use a new model and a different model of development. And we have to acquire communal ownership and collective ownership and then build a culture that will support that form of development. Uh, we have to play a different game. We've been playing that game for how many years? Don't huh? work. You can't... Since World War II, we've been playing that game. And we won nowhere. Yeah. Before nowhere. And you get a handful of good Negroes, and I got nothing <laughs> against them. But the good Negro model won't work for the mass of black people. Correct. It won't. And nowhere, no place has it. They've tried it. They tried it in Atlanta. You know what happened there. They've tried it in Chicago. You know what's happening there. They tried it in New York. So rather than continue to believe in the Santa Claus myth, you know what I'm saying? Yes, for you, sure. When, when you were a kid, somebody told you a big, fat, white man <laughs> would come with a bag of goodies down the chimney. Right. If you had a chimney. If they didn't, they'd come up the fire escape <laughs> and <laughs> and give you these gifts. Mm-hmm. Later, you discover there is no Santa Claus. And so we invent a new Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And that Santa Claus is somehow 
this American dream mm. is one that we can have. That's not our dream. Mm. They should label that the white American dream. So we have to come at this a very different way. And if we come at this a very different way, I think we begin to have a very different outcome. Yeah, yeah. You said something the way that you framed it, similar to what I say all the time, like you can't beat them at their own game. So you have to change the game. And we have models. We have models of the game being played by other people like the Asians. So when you go into town, it's called Chinatown. <laughs> you follow, yeah. and in Chinatown, and all they, the businesses are owned. They took our town. It used to be called Bronzeville. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They grabbed it. Yeah. So, so, but there are models out there all over the country in bits and pieces of spaces where we're using community land trust, cooperative ownership. Uh, where rather than saying a brother has or a sister has to own a build a, a grocery store, why not the community own the grocery right. store? That's Prof- called a cooperative. Thank you, sir. You Professor know. Henry Lewis Taylor, Jr. Sir, we'll be reaching back out to you. We need to extend this right time. On, brother, you know calls. my number? Give me a call anytime. All right. Very good. Thank you, sir.